Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, evening, whatever. Anyways, uh, another day and another show. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, and joining me from the land of the Red Dragons is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve Parsons. Happy New Year. Yeah, it is. Did we have a show last week? No, we didn't. We were scuppered. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, almost forgotten how to do this. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since the Christmas show. I think is the last show we did, uh, which was uh, the week before Christmas, <laughs> which makes sense. <laughs> anyway, so uh, all we well there. On... Listening anymore? We'll have been forgotten now. Yeah, probably. All there on <laughs> well on the other side of the pond. Everything's excellent. We've just gone through two major weather storms, um, courtesy of you lot over there. And you'll keep sending us these storms via the jet stream. So yesterday no, I, we had winds... Actually, they come from Africa, don't they? No. Um, yes, yes yesterday's wind peaked at 85 miles an hour. And today we had winds of 82 miles an hour. All right. The uh, the storms come up from Africa. They go through the Caribbean. They hit... Now, these, these are... Um, they hit what, the U.S., and then yeah, they, they yeah. carry the drape steam up to New England, through New England, and out to the Atlantic. Yeah. Apparently, according to our Met Office, they did a bit of a program on it yesterday to warn us about these. They call them weather bombs because they're a very uh, rapidly deepening area of low pressure caused by the colder over Canada and the warmer over North America mixing and making the Gulf Stream go really, really, the jet stream go really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And then it swirls around and hits us. Yeah, see the the, the uh, jet stream. Because uh... apparently it's very cold in Canada and a bit warm in the Gulf of Mexico at the moment. So there's a Right, the jet stream. Well, the problem is that the, the jet stream or whatever is has been... Uh not doing its normal thing, which is why we had two uh, 70 degree what, days yeah. here in well, New England last week. And that's and what's going down farther. It goes up, you know, yeah. depending on where it comes down is, is where, what weather it grabs. Yeah. Um, when you have those extreme weather events over there, that, that huge temperature differential between the warm and the cold, it speeds mm-hmm. the jet stream up and then backs it over to us. Okay. Um, and then it swirls around, causes these rapidly um, deepening areas of low pressure. They're called, what do they call it? Uh, oh, something exogenesis. Yeah. Yes, it's nicknamed a weather bomb because mm. it, ra- it, de- it, rap- it deepens. So, I mean, yesterday it was 940, uh, which is about 26 inches on the mer- on your scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 85 yesterday, 82 wins today. Um, and then we got another one on Friday. Excellent, excellent for you. So we thank you for that. Mm, yeah, we've had our high wins too because we get them too when the uh, oh yeah, it's the same deal. 
when the, the two get there. I mean, it's all due to global warming, of course. It's all our oh, fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You, know, you, know, you know my thoughts on that. And, and Beck's quick course, whatever that is. <laughs> I blame I blame Meghan Markle and Harry. Yeah, that could be it, too. There's yeah, no fools. They're moving to Canada. <laughs> it's going to be bloody cold there now. Good for them. Anyways, uh, we've got some good news, and of course that uh, we, we're starting up a new edition of, uh, well, not a new edition, I guess a new, I don't know, what would you call it, a new episode? Every Ghost third Chronicles t- Coast to Coast? Every third Tuesday in a month. Every third Tuesday in a month, we will be joined by um, California witch Marla Brooks and uh, host of Stirring the Cauldron on uh, Pyrex. So that's exciting. You know, you know then the, the three hosts will then span more than 50% of the globe. Mm-hmm. Well, I could get someone from Australia if you like. Australia? No, they're all on fire. Let's see. Oh, this is be- beating out the bushfire. Yeah, that's uh, a shame. That's yeah, a I'll shame just throw, throw another um, koala on the barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, the thing is, though, I mean, yeah, that 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 Australian thing. Uh, yeah, everybody's raging about uh, oh, it's global warming. It's not global warming doesn't cause fires. People cause fires. That's why they've locked up two hundred people in Australia for arson. Mm-hmm. Idiots. Uh, not quite the amount of people that, that I'm familiar with, but that's fine. <laughs> Well, they didn't all get locked up at the same time. But... Sounds like a little exaggeration. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, 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 seriously, they've arrested over 200 people for arson. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, in a country of convicts, what do you expect? Yeah, that's your fault. Yeah, we populated the country with convicts. You stuck them there. We had to put kill, them somewhere. Kill all the cute little koala bears. We had to put them somewhere. They were be many. I mean, can you imagine if we'd left them here, we'd be on fire. Mm-hmm. We yeah, wouldn't, actually, the amount of rain we've had the last two days. <laughs> Anyways, that's so that's uh, that's coming yeah, so up that's... next uh, next week, in fact. Uh, and I believe the first topic, topic we'll be talking about is, is witchcraft. Uh, the idea is that each uh, month we will do a separate topic on uh, in three different points of view. So it'll be good. This should be interesting. And no mixing. Yeah. If not, I'll just scrap it. No problem. <laughs> anyway, what? Yes, how, was anyway. The, how was the festive season in North America? It was fine, but we've gone by you on it, so let's let's move along. Well, asking because you know, polite. No, we've gone up beyond. So now we're in the new year. Everything's exciting and everything else. So there you new go. Decade, new decade. Yeah, that too. Whatever. Depends, depends how you look at it in, in reality. Some people say that it is until 2021 that starts the new de- decade. So, whatever. Okay. I'm not about to argue. Well, actually, the Royal Observatory at Greenwich, which is latitude zero and from where all of the time is calculated from, mm-hmm. the, on their website, they've how'd been... How did you score pretty... that, by the way? Huh? How did you ever score that? Because we we invented it have the whole thing. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Yeah, the time is a British invention. Uh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> we invented everything else. Um, yeah, so, well, on their website, they say that we're in the new decade. Yeah. 
So as they are the arbiters of time, I would go with that, the point of view. I really don't care one way or the other, to be honest. Anyway, yes. I mean, <laughs> it's 2020. That's all that matters. Yeah. Disappointed we do not have flying cars, but uh, what are you going to do? At least a lot more people are safe now since people aren't driving crazy in the skies. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you in the UK, but we have had a rash here in the United States. And I mean, I don't know how many buildings have to pay for a crappy drive. And it seems like every day someone's driving their car into a building, a house or a, or a thing. I, it, it seems to be more prevalent than ever. I, I don't I, I blame the Internet and Al Gore, I think. It must be this. Well, actually, we had uh, – <laughs> it's not quite the same thing, but it's related because over here in the UK, we have one of these uh, – well, we have lots of these. What's big in the UK at the moment is paranormal groups doing their thing and building their followers on Facebook Live. Oh, this is and, surprising. And they have, you know, night after night, they're trolling around haunted places – on Facebook Live and, you know, begging for followers and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, one of the leading exponents of this is Mark Smith from Para-X, I believe the name of the group is, not related to the radio channel. Um, and he has built a following and he milks them and he he fights demons and he, he gets attacked God by bless him. wherever he goes. Um and only just before Christmas, he was doing one of these Facebook live streams, telling um, his followers that he was fleeing from an attacking demon, when all, when all of a sudden, um, apparently, his, uh, he was reported because he was driving around holding his smartphone and trying to sing. <laughs> and he was hauled off before the magistrate and given a fairly hefty fine and um he, he appeared in the in the papers um for his misdemeanors crime actually oh that's a shame uh, there we go so yeah we all celebrated <laughs> god save us i don't know where where we've come to ghost hunting is it's, it's, uh, pa- it's pathetic god yeah. we, we, well actually we have a new slot don't we after uh in part well, we weren't going to start until the fourth, but we can start it if you'd like to do it. We can you can do it right now. And and uh, well, I mean, yeah, we, we, for those who don't know what we're talking about, and they don't because we haven't told anybody, is that we the new show uh, international, not the one we're doing with Mala, but a new one that we're doing up. will be divided into little segments, and one of them, at the bequest of Steve, will be the rant of the. Week. Yeah, but I borrowed the I borrowed the idea from um, Peter Griffin. Ah, good. What grinds your gears? Mm-hmm. And at the moment, what's grinding my gears is well, you'll just have to wait till part two. Really? Why? All right, then we'll do it now. It, it's but, it's okay. exactly what we've just been talking about. This, the whole of ghost hunting is changing dramatically, and not for the better, because what. Yeah, it's not about looking for ghosts anymore. It's not about searching for evidence. It's not about trying to uncover in um, and discover more about the experiences that people have. It's about going out with three or four of your mates and your smartphones and uh, trolling 
on uh, Facebook Live, doing ghost hunts night after night on Facebook Live, and they, they, there's one of the group here in the UK, they now have got a, a dedicated Facebook page where they do the live, and a second one where people can put screen captures from the live stream every time they get a light blob, uh, a blurry background... Uh, and then they then they then they rebroadcast them the following day. They, this group have got close to a uh, hundred thousand followers. Now, Excellent. obviously, that they're not all watching, but what a sad indictment on the subject. This group, um, I mean, for, for yeah, I suppose for all of their faults, they're actually beating the ratings for many of the television programs like Ghost Adventures mm. because there are more people accessing social media, and that seems to be the way it's going now. Long, you know, they're not interested in in research. They're not interested in history. They're not interested in evidence. What they're interested in is love me, lick me, follow me, share me, like me, worship me massage my ego oh that's a shame anyway and then they fight with each other do they uh a question is do they broadcast at a certain time every day uh not a certain time but what they do is they'll tend to in the later in the afternoon they'll tend to uh yeah we're going to do a live tonight from a really haunted location stay tuned and then uh, an hour or two before it normally starts about nine o'clock and, okay. they'll, they'll, and nothing ever happens. It's the two of them um, staring down the smartphone and talking to their followers, and then occasionally, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! It's a, and and of course they've got the usual trappings of paranormal nonsense, you know, these boxes and bleepy things. You know, it, it's a shame that they aren't nice. broadcasting at uh, eight o'clock because we could do a live commentary we could put the show on and, and you and i well, could watch it and well you never you never know live I mean, commentary that you never know they that that might happen i mean they're on most nights of the week and i wouldn't be at all surprised if they're on later today um and in fact they have been on as early as eight o'clock and they've been oh, on earlier than that. are there shows uh are there shows um uh, archived anywhere um, I believe they would be uh, if you well, just go to the Facebook page. But I mean, I we could try actually doing it in real time because I mean, I don't think it's I don't think they're on now. But if we get a heads up, we can uh, from them, we can easily change the format of one of our shows and stream them, and then people right. can watch the Facebook stream as we comment on what we're watching. Yes, that would be great. And I'm, I'm I'll sure tell you they, what's really funny. I'll I'm sure you, they would appreciate it, too. I'll tell you what's really, really funny, and I'm more than worth watching for. And this is why I watch it, because they've got subtitles or Facebook subtitles turned on. Now, they've got quite a strong regional accent. And Facebook uh, subtitling is uh, a speech recognition system. Oh, God bless us. Yeah. The subtitles are absolutely hilarious <laughs> because they're never right um, and they come and, and it comes up with all all sorts of really weird stuff sometimes it can be really quite sort of racy 
Uh, other times it's just complete nonsense. It's like sort of like like Siri gone mad or Alexa, but because it, it in real time it's listening to what they're saying and then typing it on the bottom of the screen using speech recognition. But because of their sh- thick regional accents and mm-hmm. the fact that they're talking crap most of the time anyway, um, the system, the subtitling system is it it can be pure gold. Excellent. So we'll uh, yeah we'll add that to the to do list for uh, the coming coming weeks. I'm mm. sure it won't take very long before they turn up. Live commentary, I think that would be excellent. I mean, yeah. it'd be like, of course, Most... if we commentate on their page, um, you get blocked very quickly if you say anything. To... Well, we don't have to commentate on their no. page because we no. can commentate on our own. Exactly. Uh, so people yes. can watch them and listen to us. Right. And, and read their subtitles. Even better. There we go. So, so there, there you go. go. So no, no exciting things to look for. So yeah, there you go. that's going to be quite fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if they're on there. I'm going to have a quick peek. Go, you, can, you can do that at the break. Okay. Anyways, because uh, we are coming up on these things. So that, that's all good stuff. This is some of the neat stuff. Uh, some of the other things we're going to be doing this year is uh, Steve will be, and I, will be commenting on various pieces of ghost hunting equipment or apps, and uh, we will give you our take on uh, the what our opinion is of these particular pieces of equipment in our slash apps. So that's another piece of useful information that you will be getting from us and uh, if you don't want to hear the truth, of course, then I don't recommend you listening to the show because we're only going to speak the truth. We're yeah, no, not, then, I've had a quick look and they're not on. Uh, oh, that's a shame. So, uh, regrettably, then they're not around. Oh, but I'm just really <laughs> sorry. There's a streaming video on their site at the moment. Um, I'm just reading the subtitles now. Now I'll stop doing it because it's making me laugh. Right, there we go, moving on. Right, did you hear what I said? Yes, they were opening a debut box. A debut box? No, the subtitle said debut box. A debut? Yeah, D-E-B-T. Tonight we're going to be opening a live debut box. What is it that's... (laughs) I mean, why have we begun that way uh, where we are now creating paranormal to play with versus studying the real paranormal that's out there. Because studying the real paranormal that's out there requires work. It requires effort. It requires input from the researchers in order to be able to understand the phenomena. Um, you know, most, most of these people are not really interested in the paranormal as a phenomena except they're using it as a stepping stone to make themselves a phenomena. It's ego massaging. They've realized that, you know, by doing this, they get their egos buttered and massaged. And, uh, of course, there is a financial benefit to it as well. Um, Really? But but to do any form of... Really? Yeah, yeah, really. How are they getting a financial benefit by broadcasting free? There are associated benefits, aren't there, like merchandising and uh, they, really? T-shirts, they have, mm. all, of, all of that stuff. And of course, they have they've had a number of 
incidents, should we say, um, where they were um, the, they were the victim of various minor crimes, like the car broke down, or the car got stolen, or the contents of their ghost hunting box got stolen. And, of course, immediately somebody sets up a GoFundMe. Oh, God bless us. Yeah. So um, there are, it can be quite lucrative. Plus, of course, you know, they get invited to all of the conferences and the paracons. Um, and, of course, that's all paid for as well. So there is, oh, it's mostly good. celebrity and ego massage. The, the problem is, of course, if you're going to do any, if you're going to take any hobby seriously, now be that stamp collecting or ghost investigating or astronomy or archaeology, then you would want to um, research it, understand it, study it. And that requires work and effort. And most of these thickos, and they've never read a book. They have never read a book about uh, anything related to the paranormal, let alone anything associated with what they might need to know, such as physics or sociology or psychology or... Um, and it, you can you demonstrate that. When you speak to these individuals, um, and I, I've met several of them down the years, and you ask them, why are you using this piece of equipment? The answer is usually uh, gobbledygook, or as one famously said to me, we measure it because everybody else does. Ah, good, good. I, you know, so you ask them then, well, what is it telling you? What is the information providing? Uh, well, if, if there's three lights flashing, it must be paranormal. Well, there what does go. the three lights measure? You know, what, what do they indicate? What makes them blink or light? And, well, I asked that about an EMF meeting, and, what, and the, the response was, we don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, at least they were honest. Yes, I give them that. <laughs> he doesn't know why it was... Magic. How it, doesn't know how it works or what it's doing, but he just mm -hmm. knows that if it gets to three lights, it's paranormal. Right. I then uh, made light to five lights in front of me. There you me. go, so... You go. But, uh, you know, you were talking earlier when we opened the show about the high winds you were receiving oh, there yeah. in Wales. And as, as uh, I'm sure you know, of course, Mount Washington had the record for the highest recorded wind, which was back in the 1930s mm -hmm. of 230-odd miles an hour. Well, it seems that that has been broken. Wow. Uh 250 miles an hour, 250-odd miles an hour, recorded on, I believe it's Baggage Island uh, in Australia. Oh, not, not Mount Washington, then? No, not Washington. I know in, 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 uh, in some of the tornadoes, mm -hmm. they, they've estimated the wind speeds to be... Yeah, estimated. We're talking about recorded. Yeah. And I know that Mount Washington consistently is because there was a, a weather series shown here in the UK mm -hmm. um, and it was actually a, a, a program for PBS America and uh, they did a whole sequence about the wind and it was all filmed on top of Mount Washington at the observatory in New Hampshire. Right. And the, the, the new one it's recorded, which is an island off the, uh, I believe, the west coast of Australia. It's a non-manned weather station, so the, the data is still being analyzed and uh, see if it was a, a, an error in equipment or, or whatever. But it was 250-some-odd miles an hour. 
And quite frankly, you know, uh, Mount Washington is, is simply the observatory up there. Uh, it's, it's an amazing uh, place. Uh, you can spend the night there, by the way. Uh, you can go up, and uh, they will include in the winter time. They will take you up in the cat and bring you all the way up to the top, and you get uh, you know supper and lunch there, and you get the bunk bed, and uh, yeah, you can spend the thing there. It costs about a thousand bucks, but uh, you can do it. Um, those guys up there now, the the, uh, the documentary I saw on it uh, at that time. Uh, the wind chill was uh, no, not the wind chill. The, the temperature was minus twenty below, mm-hmm. and the uh, wind was eighty miles an hour. So it was uh, not too cool. And no matter what the weather, and this is the interesting part about it. No matter what the weather's on outside, every hour on the hour they go out and take readings. Physical yes, they readings. said that in the program. They have a yeah. man that goes yeah, actually gets up and goes outside the other cool thing was the way the icicles they had these like foot feet long icicles that were all horizontal yeah because wind has blown them off the railing yeah and they're all like six seven feet long and they're just horizontal Mm -hmm. Uh, awesome awesome place it is, and uh, I almost had the opportunity to do an investigation there when I first started uh, the Ghost Project almost 20 years ago, and uh, I was all set with the observatory, but the state of New Hampshire owns the building itself, and they nixed it at the last minute, so I missed I out on I can't imagine that. there'd be any ghosts up there. I mean, Actually, you... there is. There wouldn't, is. They blow, wouldn't they blow away? <laughs> well, they have no mass. If they have no mass, well, you know what? That's an interesting point. Maybe we'll talk about that at the break. I know we're coming up on the break, but does ghosts or spirits have mass? Which is interesting because that would lead to a whole pile of new equipment and and well, some of the equipment that they're they're recording and stuff. And yeah, we have to talk about that a little bit because that's an actually an interesting topic uh, when you think about. It's been asked very often. No, it really isn't. And I know we're, I'd like to start it now, but I can't because we we've got like a minute to the break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, whether ghosts or spirits or whatever you want to call them have mass and is it recordable? If it has mass, it should be recordable. So. Um, yeah, stay tuned, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parson, the first show of the new year. And uh, this is brought to you, of course, by the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts, as well as Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, where every third Tuesday in a month I have dusted off my old paranormal uh, paranormal study group workshop, so I'm excited about that. So anyways, we have to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after the following uh, messages right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. You see, yeah, because my, my feed popped off then, so the music suddenly stopped, and I thought it stopped a bit quick. So, welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International, um, where, I think it was Borley, um, the, the Phantom of the Nun, famously wrote on the wall, Light, Mass, Prayers. Prayers and light we can leave to another day. Because yep. I'm going to be talking, an interesting question that Ron raised before the break about mass and we're not talking the catholic one <laughs> yeah it does, does does ghosts have mass i mean it would seem so if we have uh footsteps of, uh you know if we if people hear footsteps that would kind of oh. you know oh, go ahead i'm listening well uh, sound is created by two objects or an object moving against another object isn't it so um, like a like like slapping a desk for example that causes the air around it to be displaced blah 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 but specifically mass uh, you raise the issue of mass Mm -hmm. now mass is matter Um, yeah and there is if you consider I I was pondering it during the, the the very brief break Mm-hmm. Um, in that, how would that relate to? How can we demonstrate or hypothesise that ghosts or spirits may have some, or some examples of them may have mass? Now, there are cases where, as you say, sound has, has been reported, but where objects have been moved or displaced, or doors opened and closed, right. supposedly by the ghost or the spirit. Um, or chairs have been moved. Now, in order to affect that movement, one would imagine that a force has been applied to make it move and to overcome the um, friction of it just being there, not moving at all. And there is actually 
um, a very famous equation, a very famous formula. Um, to describe force, now this force, of course, um, is the force that's applied to the door or the chair or the object to make it move. And force is determined, is uh, measured uh, in units of newtons. And there is an equation that force equals mass times acceleration. So but you would mass, need mass. mass in, wait a minute, mass in itself is is it, it it's okay mass is is basically how much matter there is correct and matter is something that you can physically touch so we measure weight uh on, what on earth we measure well uh, weight isn't mass is it well weight, no weight, no weight weight is, it, the, weight is, is used a way to measure the force applied by the mass right is weight yes the so, more some, so, the more yeah. matter yeah the, the more, more matter, something the more the yeah. more something weighs yeah exactly because it, because it, it is applying more more gravitational uh, force due to gravity blah 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 using the equation force equals mass right times acceleration mm-hmm so, I mean, the, this is, I mean, we're winging this kind of because you only came up with this with about two minutes. Right. Yeah, exactly. And there are, um, if you're going, if we're going to hypothesize. And that's that what we're doing right now. That a spirit or a ghost has mass. Then how do we, we can't, we can't catch one and weigh one. Um, well, we right, let's, let's take a look at our friend, the, the dollar store. Uh, ghost hunter Christy. Um, well, Parrish. okay. Just... She, she, she inv- well, let me take a look at this, and you can comment, and then you can talk about yours. She uh, invented the little pad there that supposedly uh, sets. It's basically a scale, and it, it will set off an alarm if there is any mass on it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, isn't that a piece of equipment to measure? A ghost or a spirit? Uh, not in a definitive way, because we can't demonstrate um, without calibration and without examining the actual scale mm-hmm. um, what it's doing. I mean, the fact it moves could be related to a, a great deal of a great deal of other factors. Um, but. What we would I, trying to figure that um, trying to sort of I I don't know uh, we've got this relationship, <laughs> point, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got this relationship between you see force and mass. Force and mass. Now, we can't. We haven't as yet successfully caught a ghost and got him on to, got him to stand on a set of scales. Mm-hmm. Now there was um, the famous Boston physician. Who tried to measure this human soul? Actually, it's did, able, but that's fine. Well, New England, the Massachusetts physician then. McDougal. Uh, McDougal, that was the guy. And now he actually determined that the soul has weight. Twenty-three or twenty-one grams. I always mix it up. If the soul has weight, it must therefore have mass. Mm-hmm. Now, if we survive death and we follow that line of uh, thinking. 
mm-hmm. then the ghost or spirit may also be made up. Well, if it, if we can see it, it's made up of fo- it, it's emitting or or made up of photons. Now, photons themselves are particles of energy that have mass. A photon mm-hmm. has mass. So, if you can see the ghost, it must have a degree of mass, unless, of course, it's a hallucination. But if it's not a hallucination, if it's a reality, if the ghost is a reality that's external to the observer, therefore it is emitting or is made up of photons of energy. Mm-hmm. Energy has mass. Uh, the photons have mass because they're, they're particles. Right. Therefore, the spirit must have mass. Now, you could also take the analogy that there are a number of cases on file where the ghost stroke spirit has been uh, described as moving an object. I'm not talking about a port. I'm talking about um, the more movie-style ones where you see the chair. Well, Enfield, for example, where the chair was seen to move. by a door. Or a door was seen to open and close, or an object was, was lifted um, and moved about. Right. Now, that requires a force mm-hmm. and an integral part of a force unless we're dealing with a purely electromagnetic force um, is requires mass because of the equation so it it's there are i would say that it's you could hypothesize that ghosts and spirits may have mass but making a making a hypothesis into a testable experiment. So, all right, let's let's take a look at that. Say we have a uh, something really simple, a door that opens. Okay, uh-huh. we can measure the force required to open that door, can't we? Yes, we can. Um, okay. relatively easily. Relative. Yeah. Because we know what force is required to overcome, or to overcome the stat- the uh, the kinetic uh, the right. static the body, the body yeah. at rest the yeah. the body at rest. Um, once we once we know that we know we know what the the resting, but so, uh, isn't it the potential force required is then to overcome oh, that yeah, yeah, body yeah, yeah. at rest force. Yeah. Um, so then, if the spirit is if the spirit is moving the door, it is then exerting more force than that at rest uh, vector, which is measurable. Which is measurable or knowable because we can measure, we can determine, we can determine it. Uh, you could then you could then put those numbers into that equation, um, and I guess you'd come up with a number. Because you can any equation, of course, you can turn it round. So we can we can use the known force and the known mass and the speed. We can measure the acceleration of the door, blah 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 blah, and we can put those numbers in, and that would give us. Oh, the I didn't even unknown. think about the acceleration. Of the, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That would give us the unknown, um, which is the mass. Which is intriguing because then yeah. we could actually measure. Where it goes. Wait, now that, of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would, we, of course, well, 
you, you would have to take all environmental. I don't think we could we could know the weight because we don't know the force it's exerting due to gravity. So we know the force it's exerting on the door. So we know there is a mass exerting a force on the door. Right. Um. But gravity's not. Well, mass mass is force over acceleration. Right. So, if we. <laughs> God, I should have studied up for this. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd had more than two minutes' notice. I'm trying to remember Newton's first, second, and third laws of. I know uh, it's it's killing me. Trying to dust off. But yeah, mass heart. mass is force over acceleration. Oh God. Um, so we could put in the we could put the numbers in. Um, to give us, so we'd know the force that's overcome no, the door. No, the difference rest. between mass and weight is is that weight is determined by how much something is pulled by gravity. Yeah. We, and we know what the speed of gravity is, which is 9.8 mm-hmm. meters per second squared. We may not know what gravity is, but... <laughs> yeah, but we know the forces it exerts. Mm-hmm. So the, if you put those numbers into... Um, the force required to overcome the door at rest over acceleration. You can measure the acceleration of the uh, vector of the door. That will give you the mass. But I don't know if it gives you the mass of the door or whether it gives you the mass of the ghost that pushes the bloody door. I know. I'm trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> God, I... Yeah, <clears throat> I've got qualifications in this subject as well, um, but not not <laughs> used for a long time. I mean, either it's like you know, I had a straight four point oh in in physics yeah, in college. Yeah, sure uh, it's, it's all due to force vectors as well, isn't it? I mean, we've got to go all these force vectors and acceleration vectors and net force vectors. Oh, and... this is interesting. When an object is sitting still, exists moving, the more the mass it has the more it resists. Well, yeah, because it takes a lot more to push an elephant than it does to push a door. Right. The because amount the elephant of... has a greater mass. However, you you also have to then for, um, put in the numbers for friction because an, ele- um, an elephant standing on a block of ice has got a lot less force required to get it moving than a pound of lead stuck on a wooden floor. Mm-hmm. So there is there's also frictional forces to overcome as well, which are pushing effectively the opposite way. This is what I mean. We've got these vector for we've got these vector uh, net force vectors that we have to deal with as well. God, we have to devise an experiment for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to stop thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's all manner of. Um, I mean, there are proportions between accelerations, applied net force, because we, what we're looking for to measure is the applied net force, isn't it? Right. Which is because the force, it's... which is the force that's left after we removed friction and the other vectors that need to be taken into consideration. Yeah, because once something's of mass that's moving, it, it's difficult to stop, and this is due to the relationship between mass and inertia. So now yeah. we're talk- yeah. So once you get the door moving, in oh, forget it. <laughs> Why did I even do this? <laughs> well, I mean, 
what you what you just described is well, I mean, it's it's kind of related to Newton's first law of motion, isn't it? That once a, once an object is moving at a steady speed in a straight line, it will always continue moving at a steady speed in a straight line. Hence the little bouncing ball thingies. Yeah. Now, now I wish we hadn't started this now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I did that. I, it sounded like a simple question to start with, and and I thought we could well, hypothesize on it. But it, it well, is you know so much science involved here. It's well, just, the thing uh, is, that's, that's very relevant to what we were saying in part one, when you asked why is it that people go on social media and they do this running around with demons. And it's because how immediately difficult studying the paranormal can become. Exactly. We asked you. You asked a very simple question. Now, a lot of the waffle um, and the co- overcomplication was because my physics and your physics are. It's refreshing, that's for sure. Yeah, they're a bit rusty in this particular area. You're right. Uh, but it shows you the complexity of that even a simple question can pose. Right. And if you ask, you know, do ghosts, why do ghosts wear clothes? Why do, are ghosts intelligent? You right. end up you end up with similar levels of complexity. But at least we attack the problem using science versus why did the lights go on and the meter go on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's it's, but isn't it, isn't it much easier just to go on social media, Facebook Live, and then with a light, and go, oh my God, the place is haunted, and get lots of followers. And that's why people do it. They take the, the light water, they take the path of least resistance, and flow downhill. Mm-hmm. And that's, what the, you know, that's what's happening to the subject. It's flowing downhill rapidly. It's uh, basically com- becoming entertainment. It, it is becoming entertainment, and it's much worse than television. Um, you know, uh, we we often criticise the TV shows, and there has been a, quite a bit of criticism in recent weeks because uh, one of the world's most influential ghost investigators, uh, according to many polls that have appeared on uh, and in the media of late, uh, Zach Bagans, mm-hmm. um, has released his own take on. Ghost hunting, ghost hunting for dummies by Zach Bagans. Now, really? when this book first sort of uh, was, you know, the sort of preamble to it, the it's coming soon to a bookstore near you, or pre-order your copies now, or blah 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 blah, there were lots of people immediately leaping in and criticising the book. And saying, this is very bad, don't read it, and what does he know, and I don't need to listen to this. And there was all of the all of the sceptics, of course, you know, the, the serious, the highbrow investigators were all jumping on the bandwagon saying, oh, this is pointless, what's, what's Zach going to do with it? Um, and this won't be any good. Now, I got sent a copy by the SPR, and I've been asked to review a copy of uh-huh. something for dummies by Zach Bagans, um, whose name and picture are prominently displayed on the book's cover. That's a surprise. Um, well, I mean, there isn't, there is no hiding the fact that uh, the publishers are using Zach's name to market the book. It's also, it's, I would suspect, and it is only a supposition, but I'm trying to find out some some background information as to whether it's been ghost written. Uh, because he is a very busy man, 
and I know from um, Look how lots of demons to tame. Yeah, and I know from my own experience that similar books and works by prominent uh, celebrity authors have in fact been ghostwritten. But nonetheless, um, I have a copy of the book and uh, I have to produce a review for the Society for Psychical Research on Ghost Hunting for Dummies by Zach Bagans. And um, I've been reading it this week. And I'll, I, I can't give you a full review because obviously I'm contractually obliged uh, to the providers of the book for review. Mm-hmm. However, I'm prepared to say I was very surprised, shocked by this book. Was the quality good? I mean, as far as the information? Um, you know what? Yeah. Um, okay. That's... If, if the dummies read it, and it is for them. It says so on the cover. Mm-hmm. If the dummies read it, they would. It would do them no harm, and it doesn't necessarily reinforce the delusions that they may have got from watching the television program. I would say that the information in the book is relevant, is um, mostly uncontentious. There are some areas, obviously, where. Um, you would take it, or I would advise you take it with a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. But if you read this book, it wouldn't do you, it would do you more good than harm to read this book. Yeah. And I was genuinely surprised because yeah. I expected it to be full of um, stuff and nonsense. You know, the, full of, full of uh, spirit, spirit boxes and well, I mean, radios. In, in, inevitably, inevitably, um, the equipment features. And Zach has a particular take on it. Uh, but, I mean, let, let's just look at the basics. I mean, we have um, the basics of ghost hunting. And there's four or five sections on that, four or five chapters on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, investigating ghosts and hauntings, um, which considers what they are um, and what you might need. How to put your paranormal research into action. Uh, now, there are some bits in that. Uh, <laughs> like talking to ghosts, it might be. Um, th- there's also quite, you know a good, good overview of the history of ghost hunting in there. Oh, excellent! There's a good section on the on science, um, spiritualism, mediumship. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I was excellent. I was I was genuinely surprised. I mean, it's not as good as ghostology, of course, but... I was waiting for that. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm biased, and I'm bound to say that, aren't I? Um, But you know what? If you had whatever it is, however many dollars, uh, $24.99, and you wanted wanted to get a copy of Zach's book, and you sat down and read it, if you read no other book, except for this, you know, ghostology, maybe... um, if you if you were to, if this was the only book on ghost hunting that you ever read, um, you wouldn't you it wouldn't do you any harm, and I would I would actually go as far as to say it could improve um, your investigating. Well, there you go. So Zach has put some thought into this book. Well, somebody has. <laughs> Zach's put his name on the cover, but I don't know how much. I don't know how much of the insides is his. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that name, you know, 
also, you know, publishers realise that you've got to sell copy. And, you know, if, if they get a celebrity endorsement, um, I would actually go as far as to suggest, actually, Zach should read his own bloody book. Because it's far removed from what he actually does on television. And that's a bit of a conundrum. Which, because, which is, well, it, it is. It, it is. And I mean, if you if you look at the TV shows is entertainment versus, I mean, we know like most haunted. Right? That to me was extremely entertaining. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the history that they, they came up with. And I enjoyed the, the people involved in it. It was, uh, to me, fun to watch. Uh, but would I conduct my own investigations that way? Uh, I would say no. Do you know something? It used to be very um, quite hip here in the UK about eight or nine years ago to disassociate yourself from Most Haunted and to to even poke fun at it. And many a ghost investigation, public ghost investigation, began with a cursory warning to the participants saying, oh, you know that show, Most Haunted? Well, we're nothing like they are. We do it properly. Then... They launch into a direct parody of the show. They do everything that they do on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of most haunted, I, I can, how can I even go far this show? Yeah, well, without... I was, was going to say we 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 got to give the last few minutes of the show. Over yeah, to... absolutely. I totally forgot, and the deaths. Well, I like me. I was saying. I yeah. Thank you. I didn't. I wasn't a realize. So, for those who don't know, what we're talking about is well, you, you take care of it, Steve, since you know a bit than I did. Uh, well, it was I mean, a huge shock to everybody to discover it was on the 3rd of January. We got a message overnight uh, posted by uh, Derek Acora's wife that Derek had uh, succumbed to a very short illness and had died. Unbelievable. And it, it, he was 69 years of age, um, as you say, um, a huge, huge shock. And I know that you know people were critical of Derek uh, yeah. to mediumship and he was he was at times very contentious within the paranormal community uh-huh. now I've met Derek I, I I've had the, the good fortune to uh, spend time talking to Derek and immediately the, the one thing that does strike you about Derek is he was a true gentleman he was he always and what struck me most uh, watching him perform wasn't the performance it was the after show when he came down off the stage and and um he gave all of the time that the audience needed for signing for talking for photographs um he didn't rush in any way he didn't limit them in any way to time he gave every person who wanted uh, a piece of him a word with him something signed by him or even just to just to, to picture with him as long as they needed um, he also did a huge, huge amount for uh, charity, uh, uh, which was a Pathfinder charity, which was a seeing dogs, um, a, a, you know, an assistance dog. Um, the man was, um, it was very rare that he said, had a bad word to say about anybody. Mm-hmm. And we've had him on the show a couple of times. And I thoroughly enjoyed uh, speaking with him, and, and I've always been a big fan of his. And I know Derek what... enjoyed being on the show. Mm-hmm. And, and the sad part about it is you had just 
winding them up for, as a surprise to me for uh, six months. <laughs> I know how much, well, knowing how much of a fan you were, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I had the, yes, I, I had it hoped, and Derek had agreed that he would come back onto the show. Uh, and, before. you know, he's the one that introduced me to what a spirit guide was uh, with old Sam. Oh. And, uh, and I, I've always, like I said, I, I, he did get a lot of criticism. I really don't care because uh, he thoroughly entertained me on on uh, all the shows that he did. And he did quite a few of them, not only Most oh, yeah, Haunted, but... Paranormal Egypt, and there was uh, Ghost uh, Town. Odd Town, yeah, yeah, the Ghost Town, right. I mean, Derek, like all like all meetings, like John Edward and Colin Fry and others, they caught controversy because there are there are critics who will scrutinize every word and every mm-hmm. every action. Um, and then use that as a weapon to beat them. And Derek did, on a number of occasions, fall foul, or seemingly fall foul, of uh, setups. Um, we all remember the one on Most Haunted, the Creep Cafe one, for example. Um, but it, that doesn't, that isn't a, a, a slur on the man. Uh, you know, the man, Derek, the person, Derek Akora, was a true absolute gentleman who always had time for for those who wanted a piece of his time. Unfortunately, we don't have time because no, the tunes are now in the year. He anyway, will be, you will be much missed. Yeah, and I will totally miss him. Anyways, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio with Steve Pass and Ron Cola. Tune in next week when we have a special edition with uh, Marla Brooks, and we are talking about witchcraft. So, till then, good night and God bless. Good night, God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.